guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we're here at our usual space with Cameron Dakin. Cameron, welcome to the show. Hello, Alatin. Today, we're talking about an area. We call these area talks, and uh, it's been quite a while since we haven't done one. Well, we've actually done one in Bodrum, haven't we? Yeah. Yes, that was part of our area talks, wasn't yeah, it? The Bo- yeah. Bodrum episode. Beautiful, beautiful space. Yeah, Today, though, we're focusing back on Istanbul. Today, we'll be talking about a neighborhood in the, well, rather a region on the Asian side of Istanbul. Um, as you know, we uh, kind of fancy uh, the Asian side because we feel it's, you know, cleaner, uh, you know, less densely populated, uh, you know, safer and uh, more affordable. Um, and this particular location is something, it's not that we have recently discovered it, but recently its name has started popping up a lot more than what it used to be. Chekmekoy. Talk to me about what kind of an area this is. Well, I have to admit that um, having lived in Istanbul now for almost seven years, um, three weeks ago is the first time I ever visited Chekmeko. Okay. Three weeks ago. <laughs> I'd never been to Chekmeko. And th- th- it's quite interesting in that, uh, you know, I do travel a lot and, uh, you know, I covered almost all parts of Istanbul and it's a huge city. But Chekmeko, for some reason, is an area that I always bypassed. You know, I tend to go to Bakos, neighboring Bakos, which is a neighboring municipality further toward the Black Sea coast of Istanbul, but never actually drove through Chekmeko. Why Up is that? Until, well, I don't know. Um, I never had a reason to go there, I guess. And also, uh, I'd say... Um, it's an underrated area because I, you know, I never found a reason to go there. But having gone there, I spent a few hours in Chekmeko three, three weeks ago. And then a week after, I went back and I spent an entire day there, you know, discovering the little villages like Reshadia and a few others um, within the municipality of Chekmeko. They're really pretty, aren't they? And I am shocked in myself as to why, you know, having lived in Istanbul seven years, I had never been to Chekmeko because it's just the type of place I like. It's very green, the back of Chekmeko, um, not the city side, but the other side, Chekmeko being quite a sizable municipality, is is a forest. Yeah. Is an entire forest. Um, I'd say it's actually very, very similar to the Kemerburgas, Göktürk, Zekeriako area on the European side of Istanbul with the Belgrade forest. Um, I can't remember the name of the forest behind Chetmeko, but it's that forest that runs all the way toward the city, goes toward Bakos. It's a heavily, densely green area. And majority of that is actually within the municipality of Chetmeko. Correct. But Chetmeko is not, I found just about green forests, nature, birds and bees, but the city side of it, which backs on to toward Umrania, Atashehir, um, the city the where the of finance the, where the finance center is, is actually heavily residential now, uh, very modern, very contemporary, and developing rather rapidly. So you're talking about a municipality, uh, majority of which is beautiful green forest, literally within five, ten minutes driving distance of a residential 
if not slightly business-like district, again, within Czech Mecca. So um, it's a versatile and, and rather colorful part of Istanbul. Would you say it's, it qualifies for our best of both worlds concept? Yeah. Best of both worlds. I mean, I, I, I know you, you like to get your facts and figures right. And I, I know you, you looked into the history of Czech Mecca. I did, yeah. Uh, and, and, and would you like to tell us, like your you know, strawberry field story in Fikirtepe. Yes. Well, I don't, <laughs> what, what, what is I, yeah. it about Czech Mecca this time? I, I don't have a strawberry field story of Czech Mecca. You remember when we covered, when we covered our Kautani episode? Mm-hmm. And that was about two, two and a half, three years ago now. The first time we, ca- we talked about Kautane and we kind of recommended our audience to go and invest in Kautane. And at the time, people who follow that, they are laughing now because, well, in fact, they are laughing all the way to the bank, as the expression yeah. goes. Because from those days till now, prices have doubled in Kautane. Yes. In U.S. dollar terms, not in Turkish terms. Um, well, Kautane had the same kind of thing, although a very, very different area to Czech Mecca. Kautane is not green at all. Uh, is 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 central, heavily residential now. Um, but Kautane again was part of Shishli municipality. And then everything that happened in Kautane, the upside on the graph, really and truly kicked in after it was given its own administrational municipality, mm-hmm. its own governance. Because what happens then is you have a governor that, that wants to promote the area, wants to develop the area. You know, having your own independence, so to speak, having your own um, own municipality is a big plus for the development of an area. Now, the same thing in, in um, Czech Mecca now. For the past 10 years, it stands on its own, and you can already see that almost all of the development, the modern contemporary development in Czech Mecca has actually happened in the last 10 years. Right. Since it, since it has broken away from a larger Umrania. So now, Czech Mecca is on, a, is on an upward trajectory. I, yes. can, I can clearly see that. I mean, we've been there, haven't we? The roads, yeah. the, the shopping oh, centers, yeah. Yeah. the infrastructure there. The, it's, the it's all new underground and station, exactly. metro as we call it. Yeah. Underground station opened fairly recently, 2017. I think. Yeah, yeah, fairly recently. And that certainly has brought uh, sort of a, a new life and new possibilities to Czech Mecca. Um, yeah, it's a it's a happening place. I um, I liked it, and I will most certainly go back there. So, would you like to take a look at some of the data that would give us a better information about what kind of a neighborhood this is? Of course. So let's start with the demographics, right? The, the population of Czech Mecca is two hundred eighty-eight thousand. And uh, 288,000 for a municipality of Istanbul is, is quite a large number, isn't it? Well, actually, Aladdin, uh, it's not. Um, considering that, for example, Beylikdüzü has got a population over a million people. And as far as the size of Beylikdüzü is concerned, I'd say to you, Mecca is not really smaller than Beylikdüzü as a geographic area. For such a size, uh, such a geographical size, as Czech Mecca, I'd say to you 288,000 people uh, is a very small number. It is. Which indicates that most of Czech Mecca as an area is, is, to be is unpopulated, yeah. which means it's forest. Right. Education status, university graduates, 35%. 
and we have another 35% of high school and uh, middle school we have about 30%, the rest is uh, primary school. So are we looking at an educated population here? I'd say we are looking at pretty much Istanbul averages. Yeah. We're not necessarily looking at where intellectuals are living. We're not really looking at a highly educated population. We're not looking at an uneducated, if there's such a word, population. Yeah. We're pretty representative yeah, pretty of Istanbul as a whole. Average, yeah. yeah. Let's take a look at the age distribution. 0, 14, 23%. 15, 24, 14%, 25 to 34, 17.6%, 35, 44, 18.8%, 45 to 54 is 12.8%, 55 to 64, 7.6%, and 65 plus is 5.1%. Well, okay, that's an interesting statistic because that's telling us that Czechmiko's population is rather upwardly mobile. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a predominantly young population which means that there, there, there will be, there's likely to be, in years to come, a bit of a population explosion in Czechmeko. Right. Because as these people get married and have, uh, have children, so it, it seems that... They're already married. Th yeah, but <laughs> so, you know, they're young. I mean, look, look at the ages. Isn't that interesting? I mean, you, you have s 0 to 14, you have the biggest distribution. That's why I say what I say. What I'm saying is the population of Czechmeko is likely to see... And not just because of the incumbent population, but because of migration into Czechmeko, which is already happening and will happen more. I'll tell you why. But even with the static population of Czechmeko as it is now, Czechmeko is likely to experience a larger growth, population growth, than most other municipalities of Istanbul because it has a... The, the, the population of Czechmeko is biased toward a younger population right. as it is today. People which, is, which, yeah. is, which is good. Generally, where you have younger population, uh, it's a more happening area and it's an indication of a, or, 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 or a, you know, a, a growth in terms of wealth, in terms of development and, and everything. Right. But here's another interesting data. Marital status. Marital status. Marital status. Okay, married you have 64.3%, single 27.3%, divorce 5%, widow 3.4%. Okay. This population is married. I mean, it's a, you know, it's, it's right. a high percentage. All right, this so tells me two things. Go that ahead. It, it's mainly families. Yeah. Jack McKay. Mainly families. So that's a, that, that, that's a bit of a difference to, say, central, central Istanbul, where you have a higher proportion of single unmarried people so you're looking at mainly families and also another interesting thing based on the observation i'm making based on the ages is that the average age of marriage is pretty young here young married young people. married yeah. which tells me now you can tell me if you agree with this or not which tells me that on the whole it's a slightly more conservative population yes. slightly more traditional population because what we find with the more conservative more traditional uh, populations is generally that the average age marriage age is a little bit younger than populations that are not as conservative not as traditional they tend to marry a little bit later on in life so i would say to you based on that that Czechmeko is home to uh, an above-average young population, 
um, and a little bit more conservative than, say, Nishantashri Shishli yes. and, and areas like that. So it's a young, tra more traditional, more family-oriented, more conservative population. Yes. That's what I read out of those statistics. Well, I definitely agree. I mean, when I look at the uh, fertility rate, I, I see the fertility rate higher than most municipalities in most places. I mean, places like Beaumonti, where uh, I'm living right now, is dinkies, you know, dinkies. Yes. Double income, no yeah. kids. You know, yeah. It's just young people, yeah, married, some not married, but, you know, no kids. But here you have young people with kids. So uh, it's, 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 it's a predominantly family-orientated area. Yeah. It is, which probably means, Aladdin, that we're not likely to see a great number of one- and two-bedroom apartments for sale, yes. but we're likely to see a greater number of, and certainly a growing demand for larger family homes in this right. area. Yes. So... What we should be doing then as Property Turkey is rather than going after small, um, what we call urban dwellings like we did in Kartane, we went for one bedrooms and two bedrooms in Kartane three years ago. And that's what we brought to market. And it was the winning strategy for right. Kartane. For this area, I'd go the other way. I'd probably go for larger three and four bedroom spacious family homes. Right. Because that's the demand here, yes. which means that in years to come, those are the types of properties that are likely to grow more in value than smaller properties. Do you see my, my reasoning 100%, here? 100%. That seems to be the demand of the area. 100%. Now, let me ask you a question, Cameron Degen. Um, check McCoy. How would you categorize this area? Investment or a lifestyle area? Interesting one, because on the face of it, uh, it doesn't seem to comply with what we generally talk, what we generally recommend as investment. Because generally, when we look at investment, and this has been our rhetoric for the past two or three years, rightly so, was affordable luxury city center, urban dwelling, smaller apartments. Don't go for big, go for smaller. You know, and you know that worked. And it still works. Still does. Still does. However, now, um, one size does not fit all. So what I'm saying is, um, I wouldn't go to Checkmeco with the same approach. But with a different approach, I could still invest wisely in Checkmeco as Cameron. And I'd say to you, I'd probably make very good returns from what I see and from Excellent. what I observed myself. Chetmeco is a family area. And certainly, um, lately, um, past two, three years in particular, all around the world, not just in Istanbul, there is a move toward, um, families in particular, are moving toward larger properties. They're moving toward greener areas, whereby they're either within or on the boundaries of a forest, on the boundaries of a quick get out of the city. I think COVID situation kind of pushed people towards that. I think it's a trend that was already in the brewing. It was already happening. But with COVID, it got accelerated. So when you look at the shape of the world today and the needs and desires of people 
today and how they're shaping going forward. At the end of the day, the better you can extrapolate into the future, better investment you're going to be making. Because an investment is all about what you're doing today with a view to maximizing your tomorrow. That's what an investment is really. So it's like, it's all about your vision. It's all about how well you can project into what's going to happen into the future. My projection is certainly areas like Czechmeco, and there are a few other areas in Istanbul, such as Pats or Beikos. Not the subject of this episode, but Czechmeco is not alone in this. But Czechmeco certainly is a good example. More and more people, families with double incomes, are going to be moving into this Czechmeco area. So my strategy for Czechmeco would be slightly different to Kaatane, Besiktas, and more central areas of Istanbul. It would be go for family homes. Go for um, larger properties that give you that extra bedroom or two for your growing family. Because that's the demand and that's the position of Czechmeco. So if you get the right price point in the right area of Czechmeco, I think in, in within the next five to ten years, uh, medium to long term, let's say, you'll have very decent returns there. Because I see the area um, developing further. Certainly, the population of the area as it is and where it is, in respect to central Istanbul, within very easy reach of it, is it's very sparsely populated. It certainly will grow in terms of population, which means which means that it's a no-brainer that there'll be more and more and more people moving into this area. Right. It's an attractive enough area for that. And with the new finance center on the it's sort of pretty close, the Atashahir, Imraniye, all very well-established business Czech districts. Czechmeco is pretty central. Czechmeco is yeah. right, right twinned with them, which means this area is going to attract a lot of people. Um, now, so what is it that people will go for to this area that they cannot possibly find maybe in other areas? Well, I don't think they're going to go for small urban dwellings. I don't think the demand is going to be on smaller one-bedroom type apartments. I think the demand is going to be on family homes here because that's what I see coming into this area. So, you know, a slightly different angle to our city center um, affordable luxury slightly different angle what i would say is affordable luxury family homes yeah. i think that's the segment to tap into here yeah luxury has to be because people want that affordable luxury as in we're not talking about paying millions and millions of millions dollars and millions of dollars to have a Bosphorus view large villa because that's not affordable to masses yes so go for affordable luxury um, size and, and, and the home for the next 10, 15, 20 years or a family. I think that's where you're going to make money here. Cool. This is our last section now. Go on now. Um, there are some interesting projects happening in Czechmeco. I'd like to show you some and simultaneously our editor will be displaying uh, some of the pictures um, that we have. So this is a uh, project by one of the biggest developers uh, in the uh, country. Uh, are we allowed to drop names here? Yeah. Shall we? Uh, this is being dropped by, this is being uh, designed and, 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 and being built by Aolu. 
I don't know if Mustang you... one for right five three. Yeah, uh, the the one that built Mustang one for five three. one four five three. The one that built Manhattan uh, project. The one that's built uh, many many other projects. Basically, one of the biggest construction companies. And what is happening here is that these guys are, are creating large family homes, and uh, as you can see, there's a there's there's almost like a a, a shopping street, uh, a shopping neighborhood underneath the the project with with sunken gardens and open areas and everything. So it's a quite different and, and a unique concept that I really liked. Uh, very much and last time uh, you and I uh, we, we we sort of sneak peeked into the project that's currently under construction but um, the the show house that we've been to can you recall uh, some of the memories there and how it uh, you know made you feel because he <laughs> I remember it made me feel really good uh, it was a two-bedroom show house and it was quite spacious and, and the space was optimized greatly in, in the ceiling heights not just a meter square but meter cube is also high in in what you're getting here and uh, what any i remarks? noticed the, the the most striking the most striking points my takeaways from that half a day visit we had there was um one the distance between the blocks um the you know, these days, when builders build these types of mass residential developments, you generally have quite a few blocks. And, of course, space utilization. You know, these blocks tend to be like you know, 20, 30 meters apart, generally. So they're not stacked together, but there's not much of a space between them. With this one... Um, there was a quite I think the minimum distance that I saw between blocks, um, although your three-dimensional renders certainly do not show that, but the reality right. the reality is very different. The minimum distance I saw between blocks here was about hundred meters. Yeah, which is it's pretty wide. Probably three times the average of Istanbul yeah. in terms of space. Now. Why is that important? It is important because it gives you that added feeling of space, sense of space, privacy. Because, you know, like when you when you look out of your window from your apartment, right. you're not looking at the concrete wall of your next block neighbor. Your next right. block neighbor is about 100 meters away. That's a fair distance when it comes to mass residential scale res developments such as this one. That's one thing that I immediately noticed, and it was rather refreshing to see. Another thing I noticed here was the sizes of the kitchens. Quite large. Very large, separate kitchen, and large, separate kitchen. Another thing I noticed was the balconies. They have wraparound balconies. Like there was The show house we had seen had I'm, I'm this now, oh yeah look at the size of the kitchen and this is only a two-bedroom apartment yeah. generally generally you get this size of a kitchen in villas yeah three four bedroom detached spacious villas this is a two-bedroom apartment 
with a very sizable kitchen but that you can maneuver in. It felt like a two-bedroom apartment. It didn't feel like a two-bedroom apartment, that show house we saw. It felt more like a three, four-bedroom apartment, but it was only a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. The master bedroom was really, really spacious. Yeah, very much. Um, so was the second bedroom. The second bedroom was the size of most master bedrooms I see in Istanbul, in luxury developments, in yes. fact. Um, so... The, the main thing here was size and sense of space. Um, and also, the entire development underneath is a shopping mall. That's but, crazy. But it's completely segregated from the development. Yes. It's like even the entry to the shopping mall. You can't access the development from the mall itself. Right. For you know, like for obvious reasons, they want to provide a higher level of security and privacy and exclusivity. Right. But the fact is, underneath you is a shopping mall with restaurants, with good quality shops, which you're at your fingertips. But it doesn't feel like you live in a shopping mall. Right. It doesn't feel like you live anywhere close to anything commercial because you don't even see the shopping mall. You know, it's so nicely done, but the, all the conveniences are at your fingertips. Um, and the shopping mall wasn't really compressed at all. No, it wasn't. And, and it one wasn't. of the things that Istanbul I criticize about, um, sort of like the policies, is that oh, there are shopping malls everywhere. It's 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 killing the, you know, um, the traditional way how people traded from shop to shop, walking in the streets and everything. So uh, Istanbulites, although they go to, but they don't really like closed big yeah. shopping malls, that type of thing. So this is another interpretation to that, which is really appreciated by a lot of Istanbulites. Because when they go out to places as such with their kids and everything, they want to be able to you know, see the sky and get the natural air, go from shop to shop, walk on the streets and eat at a restaurant and then go and do some shopping and everything. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole different yeah, it's a very it's a, it's a very interesting yeah. design the yeah. shopping mall here is kind of a semi-open shopping mall is like um there, there there are vents that are very wide and very large uh, which you can as you're walking between the among the blocks of residential apartments you can see those vents and then when you look down they they form a feature of the whole development. So you can see the shops, the arcade, you can see sort of, you'll be able to see people walking around underneath, but they have the natural sunlight. So as far as the shopping area is concerned, it has the feeling of open air, yet sheltered from rain, etc. So it's, um, it, it's an interesting design, actually. It, it They've done a very good job of it, of combining it. Um, I like that. And quality of finish was very, very Amazing. good. Which is what I would expect from Aula. Yes. Aula, in fact, is a really good quality. He gives a good quality finish. This episode isn't sponsored by us. No. I mean, we, no, never, but, we never get any but sponsors. But gives a good quality finish, yeah. which certainly appears to be fully reflected and representative of that particular company. Yeah. Um, in this development. So it's I like it. It's a, it's a state of the art project, Cameron. Now, and the fact that the it is happening thing in is, if you remember, I had asked the question, how comes you have such space? Yeah. And how come you've got these three, four bedroom apartments um, that um, have not just one, but two master bedrooms and corridors that are, that are 
twice as large as standard apartments, hallways, very wide, very spacious. Now, we, we got the answer, didn't we? Because yeah. the planning permission for the project was actually received quite a few years ago. Yeah. So this development was designed and in fact started, the construction started um, maybe seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So seven, eight years ago, builders in Istanbul had a slightly different mindset. They were building larger living spaces. They were, they were building this whole European and big city metropolitan idea of smaller urban dwellings, which certainly there's a massive case for them, certainly, as things become less and less affordable around the world, unfortunately. There's a massive case, lifestyle and investment case. But this particular development was prior to that era creeping into Istanbul that nowadays we see as the standard. So in those days, seven, eight years ago, residential developments had more space. They had more space. They were larger. We didn't really have this smaller one-bedroom, two-bedroom, three-bedrooms, four-bedrooms geared toward families, bigger balconies, um, more space around the blocks. So, And the thing is, they could afford to because seven, eight years ago, land prices in Istanbul were a fraction or what they are today. Right. So their cost base was less. So they were able to give that space. So, and, and the fact that um, the land was bought and um, probably 10, 12 years ago and maybe even longer time ago, and, and, and the project was approved then and the development in fact started because when we walked in there, all the towers are up there already. So uh, at least 50, 60% of the cost of construction, 50% I'd say, plus the land, which is a majority mm -hmm. of the cost pie for the residential development, is already sunk cost for the developer. So what I'm saying is um, this particular project is able, in my opinion, let's see the prices, but I'm hoping is able to give the space and sense of space without the added cost. Um, let me give you a general idea about the prices. Yeah. So certainly in, 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 in projects that are, you know, that, that have this massive scale with 800 or something units, I think that's the unit size of I this one. Um, the prices do really differ from block to block, from view to view, yeah. from spaces to spaces and etc. But around an average, uh, they were talking about $3,500 per square meter. And $3,500 per square meter in, in 2022 is the price that you can get, uh, you know, in, uh, in, 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 you know, some, some of the remote areas, to be honest with you. More central areas such as Atashehir, such as the better parts of Imrania, in the newer developments at this scale, luxury, spacious, with all the added facilities and all the everything, is around $6,000 now, $5,000 to $6,000. And $3,500 entry price point for this particular one isn't really a lot. Like, yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. But, but, yeah. but the thing is, the two bedrooms, because of the net living space of 105 square meters, 
the price might seem around might come around 400 450 thousand uh, dollars level you need to add in the gross and everything but what you're buying is a big property the per square meter price compared to the market compared to what this is the kind of project the kind of scale it is isn't really that high and i think the reason why they were able to get it done is because of what you just talked about. Yeah, it's mo yeah. most of the cost is was incurred quite a few years ago. Right. So you know they they're not trying to recuperate yeah. the contemporary costs, which are much higher than what they were seven eight years ago. So that's an advantage for somebody coming in to buy yeah. a home here now. And I would imagine, I would well from my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that. They they've already sold quite a few yeah, units yeah, here, yeah, and 100% of buyers are Turkish for the time being. Yeah. So they haven't really opened this to foreign 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 sales as yet. Yeah. Um, hopefully we might be able to. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be um, it seems to be a high quality, well positioned in terms of location and market segment development to get into as a home and for investment. So as our logo says, as our slogan is Property Turkey for lifestyle and investment, I'd say this is one of those right. for lifestyle and investment. So anything else in addition to this one? This is a good one. We, yeah. we, we, we kind of well, surveyed well, it together. Well, I could show you some others, but I think we're running out of time. I mean, we, we've been talking for about an hour now. So, so, so we need to cut the video short. But um, if you guys can you know, follow the website and the kind of products that we are introducing there. And if you can reach us with this WhatsApp number to get in touch with our property consultant, we could update you with whatever is happening in Chekmako and all the other new projects that our portfolio department will be fetching for you. Cameron, Fantastic. this has been an amazing episode, man. Excellent. Thank you very much for this. Thanks a lot. Yeah. For this project, it, it, it isn't cheap. Nothing is cheap, but, but, but for what you're getting, mm. The entire concept. Look, it's it's about it's really it's nice. not about cheap or expensive. Yes. It's about value for money. Yeah, this, this that's this, really this what great it is. value for money. Yeah. Here. All okay. right. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks a lot. See you guys.